0: lucky you 36 you best holes in golf Ultimate shots podcast Barney's Army. where we talk about Sandy. golf poker
1: james bond
0: horse racing double classic movies zenyatta we have no script
1: down the stretch they come we are
0: glad you joined us
1: thank me my dear i don't give a damn
0: <laughs> billy wow <Bobby. laughs> it seems like months since we were doing what we want to do which is Talk about the greatest 36 holes in golf, but it's only been a it's been months in podcaster days. It's probably been only a few days since we did Five West, right?
1: Well, you know, you always have plans to play a good round, and then you get out there and start playing, and anything can happen. <laughs> That's historical with us. We get on one subject, get on another. So
0: well, you know, no better hole at Wingfoot than than that can do that to you. The Sixth West, which is called L. And I assume Billy, without doing a whole lot of research, it's sort of the shape of the the green, right? Which we have some overhead shots. I'll I'll put in here later, so you can see the L, or some people say the 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 uh, Smith and Wesson kind of um, pistol type of green, right? Yeah, and yeah.
1: that and that has a great deal to do with um, how you play that second shot and where you play it from. I mean, this is a short par four. My favorite holes in golf, I think the best holes in golf are short par fours because they're accessible to any level player and they require, you know, thinking. It's not all power at, at all. I mean, the, the big hitters drive this screen. And as we know, you can three-putt it as easily as one-putt it. So, I don't you know, want to get awesome.
0: off of the West course, but, you know, you just said something that jarred something loose in my mind. This whole mesh is about 320, 321 from... The But you talk about the big hitters drive this green all the time, and I have an interesting story about that. But it's about the same distance from the tee on 6 West to the middle of the green on 6 West as it is from the white tee on 15 East to the middle of 15 East. If you recall, 15 East is about the same 326, but it seems much longer.
1: Well, and 15 East is hard enough to hold with a 9-iron or a wedge, so... You know, at least this green you can bounce up on. You know, the big hitters. I don't know if they if they fly it or not. When when they do hit it, and and, and they don't do it every day, but they can do it. I've seen a, a couple guys do it, and Gene, very often right down in front.
0: Prior to the twenty twenty Open, Gene Westmoreland, you know, he's Mister MGA, Mister. He's just a great official. Spent his entire life, well, fair amount of his life, and still does that, helping amateurs uh playing tournaments and he's always seems to be always at the big events he said to me ah, maybe it was may he said bobby gary woodland came over and, and he hit this little butter cut drive into the wind to the back right of the green here and held the green i'm like wow. how is that possible that pin is in front sometimes it's a few feet on the green that's inviting the longer hitters to hit it over this trap a little fade and roll it up right
1: yeah and it's also inviting uh you know the shorter hitters to it's it's accessible if you're down da- if you're on the fairway as billy harman was saying the other day if you're a little right or a little left you're, you're in trouble with that pin you know you, you go eight feet left or eight feet right there's no you know there's no four left in the bag but
0: <clears throat>
1: no. me i you know i i inherited some kind of maybe it runs in my family if i'm Uh, level with that bunker there and the pins in the front i'll putt at the last 90 yards well if
0: you don't and it's 90 yards and let's say you know hit a sand wedge door to door from 90 yards you might take a half a sandwich and try to hit it 80 yards and if you hit it 85 you're maybe right there but there's three times the size of landing area in front of that green we talk about that with billy Harmon. then right at the green which is again seven eight and yards right and yeah, if you're but, left or left or right you basically have to hit the most uh the best bunker shot or hit the pin in order to get a par right
1: right that's why you know with a putter even from 80 or 90 yards there's less risk for me anyway of going left or right there well it's look, it's fraught with different peril but with, with a wedge if i try and hit a three-quarter wedge i could yank it i could put you know there's a lot of things that can happen to stick it in the ground but a, if you, a good solid player is going to hit a wedge in there. And,
0: yeah. So the question is back on the shot from 90 yards, a, a little further. Yeah. So you have the whole fairway in front of you. If the pin isn't in the middle, that's totally accessible by the shot. And it's in the right side of the green over that big bunker. Would you still consider hitting the putter?
1: I guess it would depend on if I had a Hogan working in our <laughs> junk wolf game and, and, you know, a, a lot of different factors, but in a neutral Steading, yes, I'd hit wedge there.
0: All right. You just said, spoiler alert, it's it's all about the money. We'll come to yeah. that in the second part of this. So you're over here to the right, 90 yards. And in 1974 in May, I happened to be with some of my buddies standing right at the edge of the shadow there. And none other than Jack Nicklaus, was the greatest golfer of all time. Maybe, arguably, maybe Tiger and he, uh, you know, you can argue that all day long. But it's one of them. And at the time, he was the greatest. No question, in 1974. He's practicing in May, which he always did, several weeks before a tournament. He took a week and came around Oakmont or Wingfoot or, or, or Pebble Beach, and he'd practice to see what was going on at that point in that golf course's life. And he's there, and he had this, this uh, I guess, McGregor tourney. He was playing those kind of clubs back then, pretty good grooves on him. And he put his ball down, and the pin was in the right, and he hit the shot to it, and it was like three feet stony. And then as we looked at it, we got up on our tippy toes, it sucked back into that front bunker. Wow.
1: And, and I there were ne- trees behind this green back then.
0: But Nicholas was practicing that shot to see how it would behave. So he knew he couldn't do that in June, a month later, when he came to the Open.
1: That's why the great players are great players, because practice round to them is not the same as us having a practice round for a member guest. That's just another round of golf for us, you know, loosening up and you know, getting a little used to the course practice round for Jack Nicholas, he was learning. How am I going to play this hole under heat when, when push comes to shove?
0: Absolutely. And after he hit that shot and he hit another one with a little less spin and it held, I'm not a Billy Harmon, so I couldn't see what he did with the face or with his wrist or his bow wrist or whatever it was, but he had a shot with less rotation on it, the spin and it it hit and kind of stopped. May have jumped back a foot or so, but then he went to the left rough. I tried the same shot and see how that behaved. It was amazing to see how these, these professionals really and, – and that's why Nicholas is the best at the majors is he took them. Those are the most important events, the Masters, the Open Championship, the U.S. Open, and the PGA. Nothing nothing was more important to him than those four tournaments in, in his 25, 30 years of really playing well.
1: And I would say that's probably true for most pros.
0: Yeah. I think they they learned that from him. Where Palmer or maybe Nichols learned it from? I'm not sure. Maybe he thought of Bobby Jones. Maybe he thought of Ben Hogan, uh Billy Casper. So Teddy Bunizette, look, young Teddy, right? What a character. Third generation Bunizette at Winkwood, right? You
1: ever well, play with Teddy? Offers. You ever yep.
0: play with Teddy? No, Teddy I,
1: can... I, I might have played nine holes with him once, but I I, I got lost in the jet stream.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he has Owen length and maybe still one of the longer hitters there when he wants to now he's got a pretty good controlled shot probably 290 280 300 but i remember watching him was playing with his dad eddie now eddie his father's six times in the finals at wingfoot's club championship one it and three times club,
1: he, he was senior club champion in 2017 i think right
0: did you play against him in that one
1: no, but I watched the, I saw him, uh, he was playing Tommy Lynette, and I saw him from on 10 East from the fairway bunker, stick one to like two feet. It was amazing. It was an amazing shot.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, also he... saw him
1: get up and down on 13, where it looked like he, uh, I think he was against uh, Tim Holquist that day, and, and it looked like Tim was going to win the hole, and and uh, Eddie made a phenomenal three there
0: but, and I, I, I checked in with him six times in the finals. He won it three times. I think it won it 84, 94, and 97, the regular club championship. The three times he lost, Buddy Stewart, Ray Darmstadt, and um, Sean Henderson, all very good players at right. those points in their life. So it wasn't, you know, he didn't throw anything away. Six times in the finals of the club championship. So Teddy told me he's playing with his dad years, years ago in the Anderson Memorial qualifier people don't know that you play 36 holes 18 on the east and 18 on the west and then the match play every other year it's played on the west or the east i think they bogeyed four west and they birdied five west and they really needed to pick up a birdie or two and this is where you got to do it on six on seven and then hold on for dear life on eight and make a four nine west that's fabulous but they they needed a birdie desperately and that's you don't necessarily get handed a birdie here on the sixth hole do you Absolutely not.
1: Absolutely, I mean, you 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 go to the t thinking I might be able to birdie this hole, but then along comes golf.
0: What does What does Tyson say about a plan? Yeah, everybody has a plan. Yeah. What is it?
1: Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the nose, basically. So yeah, <laughs> so things change. You- yep, or you avoid doing that and hit it a little extra and fly to the back of the green. And now what do you do? So
0: right it's like a lot
1: of wing foot greens once you miss them you got it you got issues
0: so teddy told me two stories so the one with his father i'll come back to in a minute they really need birdies so another time he's playing mike leon in a club championship and he drove the green but the pin was back right now Mm -hmm. he had drove drove it far enough and far enough into the middle of the green where he had to look at it right and he said the greatest thing in golf or what do you say he says there's no better feeling in golf than driving it on the green on a par four and one, but no worse feeling than walking off with a three putt par. Yeah. So Mike Leon got away with one there. Uh, Teddy fortunately beat Mike in that particular match in the club championship, but back to the Anderson where they needed some birdies, Teddy gets up, Eddie hit it perfectly right here by the, the shadow at 90 yards in Teddy gets up and laces one. It was a dead straight bullet. The pin was a uh, 10 or so paces on in that middle area I swear from the tee, and I have pretty good long vision. He lipped out. I swear he lipped out. And seven footer and made it two. He didn't make nice. a birdie. He made an eagle. So how about that?
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah
1: so six. I, you know, that's a game. I. I. They're playing a different game than I ever played.
0: Ninety times out of hundred, a par is a fabulous score, right?
1: Well, if yes, and if you're playing the wolf game, which a lot of us play with the sheep, you know, that, that's an episode of podcast by itself, but we play all kinds of junk. And and one of the junks that you want to have is a Hogan. And to get a Hogan, you have to, you basically have to get two Hogan's in a row. Hogan is hit the fairway, hit the green in regulation, make par better. But you get, you, you have to make one of those for the, in order for the next one to, to count. So you want to get what we would call a pre-Hogan here every time because you're going into a par three, which if you have the pre-Hogan, you're now open to a, you know, a greenie and
0: Hogan. Yeah. Get into Junkle, please go. Cause there's, there's Liberace's and there's Jim McGreevy's and all these wonderful, oh, exactly. there's an, the Rosenberg's. What's the Rosenberg?
1: If you hit it off the electrical boxes, it was, it was named after Ethel and Julius Rosenberg, who. Uh,
0: they hit it off they, the electrical box. Let's just they, say
1: the electrical boxes kind of hit it off them too. They,
0: Is this the best place on the West course? Because you could have made the pre-Hogan on five West, right? Yeah, you 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 want to start there. Yeah, five West. And now you've got a seemingly easier chance to finish the two Pars, perfect Pars, Ben Hogan Pars in a row, right?
1: Right. Right. Well, if you've established a Hogan, a pre-Hogan on five, it's even more important to continue it on six. You always want to have a pre-Hogan going into seven.
0: So... Is there another area on the west course or on the east course where it's to your best advantage to make a Hogan? Is it like two east and three east or one, one east and two east are good
1: Hogan candidates? One, two, three is good. Yeah. One, two, three. If I'm playing the Wolf game and on the east course, I'm I'm thinking Hogan, Hogan, Hogan right out of the gate. That's that's optimum.
0: Do you ever hear the story of the three maxes? And so I have to look at my note in the 2000, um, 13 Anderson, the three stories. And this involves Westchester Country Club. So two very good golfers from Westchester Country Club come come over to Wingfoot. Max Buckley, who played with my son in high school, really good player, really an outstanding. And Max Christiana, both outstanding young men. from, And, and they came to Wingfoot representing Westchester Country Club. And they ended up winning it. And somebody said, what about the other Max? I said, what are you talking about? He said, Max, our very famous Wingfoot caddy. Caddy for Max and Max from West Oh, that's right, yeah. The three Maxes. They maxed out. So basically, okay, it's not about the money. Let's go Billy. Let's let this this has to be talked about here. So, you know, um, you know I was very fortunate last Friday I met uh and spent a bit of time with Claude Harmon the 3rd. Uh Claude Harmon's grandson, Butch Harmon's son right here in, in in Jupiter and we were talking about it and uh I hope to get into that in detail with him. He may want to come and share the details. I'd rather have him share the details because he was there. But he's not the first person, you know, that tells me this is the subject of live versus PGA tour, European
1: tour, right? You know, live I'd versus say, any tour or, or live, just the whole concept of live is, in my opinion, it's all money driven. It's not even live versus PGA. It's just with or without the PGA, it's money driven. It's not. Uh, anything else I don't think there's any kid alive that had aspirations of growing up to play golf to make money to make millions of dollars maybe nowadays it's true I don't know maybe sports has changed that much but certainly Tiger Woods when you see him as a kid saying when I grow up I want to beat Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer he's not saying when I grow up I want to get a huge contract from Nike and make tons of money You know, in baseball, the same thing. You get guys like George Brett, who was famous for saying, I can't believe they pay me to do this. I'm sure Willie Mays didn't aspire to make a fortune playing baseball. I'm Jackie Robinson. Maybe the world's different now. You know, you see someone like Aaron Judge. He's certainly different. His loyalty to the Yankees was based on dollar signs, plain and simple. I guess that's the way sports is going. I think it's unfortunate, but in, in a sport like golf, the fan base is, is kind of unique. Uh, football, baseball, your fan base is probably more local. That's not always true, but New Yorkers root for New York teams and Californians root for Californian teams. And I'm sure, you know, Texans root for Jordan Spieth because he came from there, but other people root for him too. But it, it's it's less of a loyalty thing. But to tell me that you're playing on the live tour for anything but money is is ludicrous. Because yeah. what are you playing for?
0: Right, I mean uh, 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 that Joe Rogan, who's certainly a, a loud voice in the podcast world and the media world, and he's got some very interesting points. Some points you don't agree with, but that's the whole thing. What's when you look at when you look at a great movie? Wasn't there a wasn't the whole plot a conflict? Isn't the great aren't the great a suspense is that who did it or in the plot? It's the conflict, and Joe Joe is creating conflict with what he says, and he says sure. look, you know, he says something like, "Well, you know, if uh, let's just use anybody that went to the live tour." Uh, and I'm not picking on anybody. Let's DeChambeau or Dustin Johnson, whoever, if they hit a fabulous shot into a hole, if they hit a, if they hole out on six west, their driver for right. one, that's a off the charts. They want that. They want to. They want to put it up in their Twitter and their this and that and so forth. Apparently, they have to get approval from the tour. Guess what? That's the rules, right? Yeah. Well, did Willie Mays get to use his last home run without asking Major League Baseball?
1: No, it's, or, or, or you know, NFL licenses stuff. It's, you know, Eli Manning can't go out there and sell his own stuff without permission. That's When you work, it's, it's true in the whole business world. It's intellectual properties. If you work for IBM and come up with some brilliant idea, IBM owns it. That's just the way it is. And it's not that, you know, a knock on you, but... Without them, you don't get that idea. You don't get that opportunity. Without the PGA Tour, you don't get that opportunity. And now with the Live Tour, so you know, unfortunately, money is driving so much of this that it, it's 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 disconcerting for people who just love the sport, and and the sport and the and the uh, the material uh, impact that money has on sports is very visible again, you know, for live to compete with PGA, that's almost like saying, can you you imagine somebody thinking, you know, I can make an NFL myself, all I need is football players. That's not going to work. It hasn't ever worked. It never will work.
0: It's to be determined. So we'll see what happens. But But to say 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 that you're going over there for any other reason than the money right now, look, if a young player and you can pick anybody, 24-year-old player, just got married, has a child, maybe had a good year in the last two or three years on the PGA Tour, two, one and a half, $2 million or whatever it is, didn't even win a tournament, still won that kind of money, got sponsor money and so forth. But somebody approaches them, and maybe this is Cam Smith, and gives them sick amount of money, 40 $50, 60000000 million in a lump sum that you put into Chase Manhattan Bank today. Well, well, okay. That's power
1: to you, but don't don't tell me it's for any other reason than the money. If you're the
0: top guy at, uh, you know, private equity fund one up in Fairfield, Connecticut, we don't even have to name who that is. And the guy down in Palm Beach who's buying up Palm Beach says, you know, Billy, you're making twenty five million dollars a year. We're going to give you seventy five million dollars a year to come over to our firm, and they're still both in the top five.
1: You're on your way. Yeah. Right.
0: You're going to do what you love you're going to do it for triple the amount of money.
1: But am I going to say it's because I like the way they handle business better. I like the location better. You know, you could come up with those are all maybe pluses in in the column, but it's the money and I have nothing against that. I'm, I, you know, everybody argues about these are bad guys giving them everybody money, but that's not even the point. I'm just saying, if you're a young aspiring golfer, are you playing to make a ton of money? maybe some people are or are you playing are you going to live tour because there's it's a less a lesser competition there's uh they play less holes they play less tournaments there's less notoriety and there's basically you win a live event who cares
0: thanks for joining us today
1: billy We really
0: appreciate your feedback and please subscribe to the show And hit the bell icon so you get notified. Movie classics. New episodes.
1: Mark Gable.
0: Hit them hard. And hit them off.
1: That's 36 holes.